Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Hello and welcome back to The Long Run Show. This is one of your hosts, Michael O'Connor, here with... Austin Wilson. Yeah, good to be here. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think is, has been catching a lot of headlines, catching a lot of eyes and ears and uh, minds, uh, which is the metaverse. What the heck is the metaverse? What's going on? Is Mark Zuckerberg a lizard? No, and we don't know the answer to that, but we it, can't. It might be in the metaverse. We, <laughs> might, we might find the answer to that in the metaverse. Yeah, the, the metaverse. What a... What a meta idea. Um, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of puns in this one. Um, oh, yeah. So Facebook just uh, this past year, at the end of, at a, end of 2021, changed their name. Everybody's aware of that. Um, have they changed their ticker yet? I think it's... I don't think they have. I can okay. actually look that up. Uh, so anyways, they, they changed their name. A big play into the whole meta angle, metaverse. They're really trying to uh, hone in on this. And... It's it's interesting because the metaverse it <laughs> kind of a wild idea. Some say it's the logical uh, evolution of the internet, which I somewhat do agree with. Um, but I, I'm not sure that I am ready for this logical next step in in where we're headed. Um, so there's some spooky stuff. There there might be some good stuff. There is definitely. I will say more opportunity for um, more opportunity for data than ever before in the metaverse, um, and and we all know that Facebook's bread and butter is data uh, and and selling that data. So really, it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting next decade to see where this takes us, what that means. Um, I have some philosophical questions, but Ooh. right off the right off the bat, like what what are your what are your thoughts uh, off the cuff here on, on the metaverse? Yeah, re- real quick just to follow up on what we were just so the still is FB for meta platforms. The ticker is still Nasdaq FB. So they've not changed the ticker yet. Huh. Um, but I think I think what you brought up is a good point too, just the the data that will be inherent. Uh, like Facebook is all social media is already tracking just about anything you're doing on their platform. But if you're if you're in the VR goggles and you're doing stuff in the metaverse, if you're if you own land, if you're engaging in commerce, whatever is is going on on the metaverse, they're going to have pretty much real time data of everything you're doing, uh, yeah. which is you know not not exactly comforting. And it's also a place where there, as far as I know, and I'd ask you this as well because I think you've done a little more research on the kind of the legal and the implications of the metaverse than I have. Um, but the, the as far as I know, there are less or no privacy laws and like kind of stuff like that in the metaverse, whereas, you know, on, on social media, there you have to opt into certain data tracking and all exactly. sorts of stuff like that. I, I don't, as far as I know, I don't think there's any, any of that for the metaverse yet. Well, they, so Facebook, one, one really interesting thing about um metaverse that we do know so we there's a lot we don't know regarding the legal side of things um we i would imagine a lot of the same data c or data privacy laws will will try to be applied to the metaverse as like a platform um so you'll probably see a lot of the same rules and regulations try to be applied but it's it's like (laughs) it's like applying um 
it's like the SEC applying, you know, trading rules when it used to be paper stock certificates that were exchanged mm. to computer trading where there's just ones and zeros making the trade happen um, and there's no physical stock certificate. So it, it's like that sort of a paradigm shift, at least in, in my view. So I think we're going to have to have an update of these of these laws um, and and I think it could lead to a lot of issues uh, starting out. Um, one thing that we do know uh, from Facebook so far is, you know, they, they have said they're not doing any facial recognition on any posts or, or uh, photos that you post on, on Facebook. Um, so that that's nice for their, their platform. However, we have not heard the same thing when it comes to the metaverse. Mm. And, and maybe I'm, maybe I don't fully understand it. And so, you know, you could be screaming, well, you don't get it. You don't understand <laughs> what the metaverse is. Cause maybe you'll, maybe it'll be, you know, totally avatars and it, you know, that sort of software doesn't matter. But the fact that they haven't really said anything regarding data privacy is concerning just because, you know, in the last five years, that's been a, a huge issue as these, these social media platforms and, and search platforms. Google's got caught up in the, the data privacy issues too. Um, we've seen cookies go away, for instance, yeah. right? And so if we're seeing cookies go away, but now everything you do in the metaverse can be tracked, um, that, that could present some very interesting legal issues um, that, again, I think we're gonna see existing uh, laws and regulations regarding data privacy be applied to the metaverse as a platform. But I think what you'll see is the, the the corporations who are running this, and it's not just Facebook. I mean, we're really harping on on Meta platforms, True, yeah. Inc. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> we're really harping on them. But Disney has plans for for metaverse um, content or, or platforms or capabilities. Um, so it's not just not just Facebook. But we'll we'll see these companies probably looking for the most lenient way for those rules to be applied. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be interesting. It's it's uncharted territory, um, and I am I, I am a bit concerned just because we've seen how well our government has handled the uncharted territory of crypto, <laughs> uh, which isn't even another universe. Okay, like, <laughs> we're just talking about real world innovation uh, in you know the, the blockchain crypto space. They haven't handled that well. So <laughs> we still have, uh, I, in fact, in one of those crypto hearings, I, I heard a, I think it was a senator ask how the internet works. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> we're about 30 years behind on this and, and <laughs> these people are going to be writing the rules and regs for the metaverse. So on that, on that end, I am a bit concerned regulatory wise uh, for what's to come, but I'm, you know, hopefully I'll be proven wrong. Hopefully we'll, we'll have... Cooler heads and brighter minds prevail um, in, in that space. But yeah, the legal aspect is, is something uh, un, untoward entirely. So hmm. what the, the data, on the other hand, from a purely business standpoint, could be very, very valuable. So I'm interested, you said you, you had some, some kind of like bullish points uh, as far as the yeah, business side. Yeah. So I think that's probably the most convincing is it gives gives the companies who are creating these metaverses um, a lot of data, which can easily be sold to, to advertisers or yeah. you know, big, big companies. I mean, and it's something we've, I believe there's already been a couple companies that have popped up that are specifically 
metaverse advertising companies. Like they specialize in creating billboards and advertisements in VR worlds, uh, which is fascinating. I think that's probably going to grow a lot. Um, and you know, you're gonna you're gonna be able to buy an ad spot in a town square in a virtual town in a, in the metaverse, and that, that could be a, yeah. a big legitimate way of advertising or or ad spots in virtual sports. Or we've know, already seen we've already a lot seen of that. that. So, yeah, in, so, in video games, right? exactly. Multiverse, yeah, multiverse, multiplayer role playing game. Exactly, exactly. And so I think, especially talking, you know, specifically in terms of the long run, uh, as we always as we always talk, um, I think that. For on the business side, I think there's some pretty bullish cases because it, it's almost I I from I I believe that if we hadn't had COVID when we did uh, and all the all the bad things that have happened with COVID, but one of the I think one of the good things is the uh, the the democratization of remote work. I think if we hadn't had that happen, I don't think the metaverse would be gaining as much traction and also as much hype and kind of talk as it is right now mm. because at a certain level what's the use of the metaverse if you're if you're working eight hours a day in an office i mean sure you can you can get off at the end of the day and then it's kind of this the, the whole thing of second life i remember when that was all talked about and like second life this this kind of metaverse concept without you know virtual reality so it's not as integrated but that was a whole kind of talk of the town but i think one of the main problems with stuff like that is that it only really affects people who either don't have to work or are you know on it in the night hours uh, after work. Whereas the metaverse, I think one of the big selling points and why it's kind of gaining a lot of traction, a lot of eyes, especially in the business world, is that you could be in a virtual office, and right, yeah. that's something that that I, I believe the hedge funds in Wall Street they've gone back to fully remote because of Omicron, and I would certainly imagine that they're looking at okay, how do we create a, a kind of an office experience? That's similar. So you have everyone wearing VR goggles, and you're in your virtual Goldman Sachs office all day. And then you step outside, and you can go to a, a virtual sports game or something. So there's there's some very interesting, and and I think frankly scary, twenty four seven implications of the metaverse yeah, that were true. not around before COVID. That's true. I mean, if your office is virtual, there's no need for it to shut down. So that yeah. I mean, that could bring in some very odd implications. I mean, I'm just thinking of like, to me, it's it's so uh, from a from a philosophical standpoint, I really don't like the idea of separating uh, our our experiences of the the real world, the tangible world, uh, through something that's augmented and and not necessarily physical. Um, the one holdout I have, some hope I have, is that no matter what, there's always, you know, functions of being a human that require the real world. You have to go to the bathroom. You're going to have to go to the bathroom. You can't do that in the metaverse. Well, that may, maybe people will start wearing Depends. I, or I don't know, oh, man. Gosh, that's, I, uh, that's a whole... That's, that's horrible. <laughs> Anyways, you can't eat necessarily yeah. in the metaverse, right? That requires real food. So there's there's certain things where I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know... We won't get entirely sucked in, but we've seen we've seen the issues that arise from from video gaming. In fact, China has has put in place rules for youth and how yeah. long they can be on video games. Can't be on video games at all during the week. Only certain hours on the weekends. 
So will we see, you know, we've, we've seen that very strict approach, but we all know that there, there are effects um, of, of video games, they are addictive. So what, what do we say about this completely immersive world of the metaverse, you know, that that could really have some negative implications um, in, in regard to just our quality of life. Now, I will say it would be interesting, and I'm sure it would be stimulating and tantalizing and fun, but there is such a thing as too much of a too much of a good thing yeah you know and, and kind of kind of rolling off of that the i think with the metaverse the, the another philosophical kind of problem is that it because it's a very you know as as immersiveness as we've seen haptic technology so essentially like touch interfaces mm, so yeah. gloves uh, you know full body suits whatever um, as immersive technology increases um, I think we're going to continually see a, I mean, it's a more potent form of escapism. Yeah. As the years go by, as technology increases, it's a more potent form of escapism, which brooks the question of, will people begin to care less about the world? I Probably, I would say, people will probably start to care less about, you know, I mean, you could say that they're, you know, if, if you're if you're very well off in the metaverse, who cares if you're in a tiny messy one-room apartment studio apartment or something like that True. you know if you're if your your main life goals and your interactions are all are all in the metaverse who, who cares where exactly you are and who cares about your neighborhood and who cares about cleaning up trash or having a garden or, or living in a nice place it's it's, uh, it's interesting. interesting effects to it that are yeah because that could that could accelerate some of the problems we do have like you just you just mentioned like cleaning up trash or caring about your community or yep. or even caring about you know the environment or any of that that could really it, it kind of counterintuitively have these these externalities that we we are not even considering at this point um, well we are but <laughs> right now this is the point we are this right is the now, point at the which point we consider at. those externalities so what do you think is the and it's always hard to pin down motive or why right mm. but i see you know when i when i hear uh the, the facebook higher up especially mark zuckerberg or even disney you know talking about the metaverse now disney i think is going to probably create like immersive experiences on like a more of a theme park level. Yeah. Not necessarily like we want to create I don't know, half the time when I listen to Mark Zuckerberg I don't I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> um, he seems very out of touch, but it, you know, we want to create this whole universe and otherworldly thing. When I hear that, pretty much what I see in his eyes is dollar signs, right? That that's clearly the motive is it's okay, this is the next way for me to make money. Um, which is a, a bit interesting to me because like, Facebook does very well, clearly. Um, the, the stock price reflects that. But um, you can't be stagnant for long. So is this like a, and I hate to sound so harsh on it, but is this a, um, a negative consequence of our, our uh, or a possible negative consequence of our constant... Um, hamster wheel seeking for innovation hmm. is this like is this a um issue that that may really show us that maybe constant innovation for the sake of itself isn't necessarily the right path i don't know um that's <laughs> getting meta about the metaverse <laughs> but it is it is interesting to, to see you know like okay 
this, this is clear, clearly a very successful company, clearly a very successful CEO, but he doesn't just, you know, sell and, and ride off into the sun. He's still trying to push forward something. Now, I can disagree with him. Many people can disagree with him, but clearly that he's trying to push something forward. Is, is that necessarily a bad thing? Um, it, mm. it, it's interesting that, you know, innovation does create value, and we've talked about value in a, in a separate podcast, but does, does constant innovation, you know, keep creating this value? That, that's the real question for me. Well, first off, Mark, I, we know you're an avid listener to this, so sorry for it. <laughs> 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 um, but I, I think the, the, an important distinction is how do you define how do you define innovation? Like innovation needs to be defined as something that actually produces value and growth. And this is a whole philosophical business philosophy discussion of you know business versus anti-business. You know actually things that, that are written up as business and actually aren't, or yeah. written up as innovation that actually aren't. Because I mean, if you look at I mean, it looks the the studies on Friday the, the I forget it was the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times that came out with the big uh, Instagram kind of expose on on. It was New York Times. I think it Whoever it was, Wall Street Maybe. Journal and New York Times, um, they broke the, the big uh, the big scandal with Instagram. I mean, and you have to kind of you have to kind of weigh that and say, okay, is the value of you know whatever this is providing the ability to share photos to the public and, and have a kind of a weird quasi town common of of content is that providing more value than than Producing anxiety, depression, suicide. Um, yeah, pretty. And maybe not issues serious too. issues, and maybe not directly. I mean, it's it's so difficult to assign causation uh, in situations like this. Like there are so many factors, but at the same time, it's like okay. I think we had a similar thing with vapes. You know, about yeah. ten years ago, with Juul coming out and then getting hammered because it's like you could you could call it innovation. I mean, it's it's a new way to smoke, a new That's way to, to get nicotine. And so it's kind of innovation, but I think that the definition of innovation has to be kind of tempered and um, qualified with is this value creating innovation or is this simply a new way to, to do something or a new way to package something. Yeah. Now, I think that there could, I think there, there's definitely pieces of the metaverse that are genuine and legitimate value creation in innovation. Uh, I think that there there is probably some unique value to the ability to interact in a more human way um, virtually. I think that it's probably better than simply hopping on a Zoom meeting or a Google Calendar meeting or whatever in some circumstances. However, I think that just knowing some psychology and just knowing people a little bit, it's like I think that people will most likely go overboard and you know the metaverse in moderation will probably be a good thing, but how many people will be engaging it in moderation? And I, I know myself, like I, sometimes there are just things that there are certain platforms and I pretty much deleted Instagram and Facebook. I just don't right. use those products well, anymore. I, and it's, I mean, the, so your phone, Facebook and Instagram are three great examples of a product slash platform that is designed to make you interact with it as much as possible. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's kind of a red flag to me that the the company that came up with Facebook and then bought Instagram, two of the most, I would say, addictive social media platforms out there, um, those that company is now going to create the metaverse and we're going to use it in moderation. I, I find yeah. that hard to believe. I mean, the like button has no added value. It's one bit of information 
And the only reason it's there is to create more interaction with the platform. So it, I find it very hard to believe that, you know, Facebook is in it for good reasons. That's why I say, you know, there's dollar signs. And again, Mark, if you're listening, well, we can sit down for a coffee and, and talk it out. <laughs> a virtual coffee in the um, metaverse. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. which might be hard down. to drink. <laughs> but anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll clear that up later. Um, so, I, I mean, that's why I, I have an issue with it. And I think I'm not necessarily alone. I think um, it's... We, we saw that with crypto. Uh, Facebook tried, what, what was their, what was it? It wasn't Facebook coin, but they tried to oh, create yeah, a crypto yeah. and it completely flopped. Now, of course, you have Wall Street against that. And at the time, you had a lot of government agencies against that, right? So there, there was a lot of force coming to bear on that. Um, so maybe this metaverse play is different. Um, clearly, they're bought in as a company. I mean, they changed their name to Meta Platforms yeah. Inc. So... Clearly, they're bought in as a company, but we've seen them fail at these new these new ventures into the the what is the trend of the moment, right? That's and true. so maybe we can hope that that that's. Now I'm not saying short Facebook. That's not what I'm saying. But <laughs> not financial advice. This is maybe maybe we advice. can hope that that there is some sort of roadblock that gets presented that's unforeseen at this point. Uh, makes it you know impossible for them to, to complete this metaverse transformation it's um, a pretty bullish outlook on the metaverse right there that's a pretty bearish outlook. i'm sorry i'm so, sorry, yeah. bearish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, bearish i think i mean i think it is i think some sort of um widely accepted use of vr and xr is is the next the very next step um, i think you're going to see that become mm. more uh, widely used, and I think maybe the talk of the metaverse is a little over hyped at the moment, um, especially on the heels of you know Facebook changing their name and all that. But I think it's a little over hyped at the moment. I think the next, the very next logical step is using using uh, you know these VR headsets for more than just a cool game. Um, there's a lot of, in, in fact, I've heard of you know, virtual mixers, um, virtual conferences where you can go to the conference. So there's there's definitely business applications, um, especially in like you said, the COVID and all the shutdowns and and you know rules and, and people being scared to go out. All all of that has shifted our mindset around virtual work and and what you can do uh, and and get paid for. <laughs> um, <laughs> That that's definitely shifted mindset. So I think the next step is you know VR headsets being used in more than just a video game application. Um, so from a from a, a trading and you know investing standpoint, that's probably the next logical step. Mm. I mean, if you already pretty much all of us in some way probably own Meta Platforms Inc. at this point. If you're if you're in any index fund, you own it pretty much. Um, so, you know, you, you probably have some exposure to it already, but if you're looking for for kind of like a, a portfolio, um, maybe idea there, maybe looking to the companies that are, are producing the VR headsets and are, yeah. are really producing the hardware that makes the virtual reality possible, that's probably the next play uh, because those those... I mean, if we're gonna have everyone at a Goldman Sachs office in the metaverse, you gotta have a lot of headsets. 
You yeah. can't really get around that. That's a real world thing. You gotta have. You can't just have the, the virtual. That's a good. Point. The virtual VR headset. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with this conversation. It, it when you're talking about the metaverse, it all gets so meta. It it really does. And I'm not saying that just to to make the joke. I mean, it, it's like you're talking about talking about talking. Yeah. You're. you're yeah. It, it it gets a little. Little, uh, a little too far afield at some point. So I think it's helpful to bring it back to, okay, well, we need hardware for this. Yeah. It's not just like we can hop on our computer. Clearly, we need a, we need hardware. That's got to get out. Those have to be bought and sold. The parts for that have to be bought and sold. That has to be made. So there's there's definitely um, a big business behind that at this point. So that that might be um, one thing to look at in the short term or, or I guess, shorter term. Um, but it could be sustained too, right? Like, you're, we're probably going to see updates to those to that hardware, just like we've seen updates to computing power and, and all that. We'll probably see those updates um, uh, coming along too. So, those sort of companies may be a good play in the short term. I guess I'm. This brings up a little bit of the, the ethical side of investing sometimes, um, which I think sometimes I've I've had discussions where people go. A little too far, I think, to the, the ethical side. But you know, when we're talking about plat this this metaverse platform, I personally very much disagree. But I'm also going to probably buy a, a, a an index fund that has a portion of Facebook in it. Yeah. So I'm going to have exposure to it, whether I like it or not. Um, so really, I guess some of the ethical questions come in is, you know, if you really disagree with it, should you be building your portfolio to to exclude it, or do you just, you know, in the long run, I'm a, a buy and hold kind of guy. So, do you just say, well, I don't like it necessarily, but whatever. I mean, I'm just gonna, mm. I'm just gonna deal with it. Um, could almost become a new, you know, social impact could become a new category in the ESG equation too. Interesting. So we might, we might see that from this. I don't know. That that could be, uh, again, hard to quantify, um, but. You know, a lot of things in ESG are hard to quantify, but we're finding ways. So, yeah. so there is a, an ethical side to, to this whole discussion too, and a, investing in it. That's a good point because I think, you know, we're starting to see more and more, um, more and more investors and traders and institutions kind of looking at, you know, stakeholder capital theory and all sorts of you know ways to look at the impact, the societal, social. Um, ethical impact of different technologies, different businesses, and, and I mean, Facebook's had a well, Meta platforms has had a rough year. They've had a lot of ethical stuff yeah. come up. They've had a lot of so. I think it'll be interesting to see if that those kind of things start dying off. If they if they try and really clean up their act, I, I think because I mean, just looking at looking at their their stock price, I mean, they've still gone up almost thirty one percent in the past year. But they they crested right before the kind of scandals, and then they really they've come back, but not they they haven't fully recovered from that. And I think it'll be interesting to watch and see if if they kind of if they don't if everyone stops talking about it, will they just kind of everyone forget about it and move on, or is it something that is a long term factor affecting um, Facebook Meta platforms? Um, and I think you bring up a good point of. The hardware is going to be incredibly important. I think that's yeah. a great investing opportunity. If, if you know, if especially if we see adoption increasing, 
uh, VR headsets, haptic gear, treadmills for for omnidirectional treadmills. Those are wild. Oh my gosh! Um, that's yeah, a, wow. yeah. That's I didn't a thing. know that was a thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting hardware innovation going on, which could be really solid. Uh, I think that's probably a great long run investment opportunity as well. But in the long run, it's interesting because we we don't really know um, where this is. I mean, obviously we don't we don't know the future, but this is kind of an interesting topic because with crypto it's like the kind of the, the base qualities uh, of cryptocurrency are already out there it already exists it's decentralized uh, you know all of those all the kind of main functionalities smart contracts decentralization um, anonymity the blockchain is already very well established whereas with the metaverse it's it's I think I think metaverse is a more of a black box than cryptocurrency oh yeah I would 100% Agree. Now, I think to agree with that statement, you probably need to have <laughs> gone down the rabbit hole a little bit with crypto to realize how much is already is already out there, right? Um, and and Benzinga has a, a lot of good information yeah. on crypto. Um, that the crypto guys, Logan and Ryan, have a great podcast on, on crypto too. So, going down the rabbit hole and, and having gone gone down the rabbit hole and and come back alive, <laughs> um, there really is a lot already out there and established and I think in a way crypto is not that far and, and decentralized you know currencies are not that far away from what we already have um, mm. necessarily the decentralization aspect is, is huge but I mean we are our banking system is pretty much entirely run on ones and zeros at this point so like I do all my banking virtually I don't go to a, a brick and mortar bank and deposit a paycheck you know it's all done virtually so that is less of a leap I think than taking what we currently do which is sitting in an office face to face or in a board board room or or at a coffee shop and having a meeting taking that a hundred percent virtual I guess maybe it's the next step uh, from zoom meetings but to me it's it's very it's it's a larger step than than it was from you know some digital banking to cryptocurrency um it, to me it's a, a larger step and again has more um more problematic implications i'm not even gonna say negative because they're just problems that we don't know what's going to happen with them right the privacy issues the even even like okay if you sign a contract in the metaverse mm. is that a legal binding contract well, contract law does not currently have any any sort of or idea. a handshake, a virtual handshake, a virtual handshake. Does that count? Or or trademarks? Do those carry over into the the metaverse? Or you know, you've got all the the people buying. I think it was I saw some some rapper buying like millions of dollars worth of quote unquote real estate, which is you know it's not really real um, <coughs> real estate <laughs> or property in the metaverse. Okay, well, who holds the deed to that? There's no city office with a repository, right? So, again, maybe I'm thinking too small-minded and I just sound like your grandpa. So <laughs> feel free to let us know if, if that's what it sounds like. But um, there's a lot of problems with the metaverse that, that I don't know if... I don't think Facebook or, or Meta Platforms, Inc. will be able to um, overcome those as quickly as some might be saying right now, just with all mm. the hype. Uh, because again, I point back to 
well, you, you pointed out all the scandals that I wasn't even thinking of this past year, but I point back to the, the crypto issues um, of when they were trying to, to create their own cryptocurrency on their platform that didn't even go through. So there are some, I personally have some questions, um, kind of a, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it, or I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, and maybe a meta, meta platform thing is saying, we'll, we'll, we'll see it when we, or no, we'll believe it when we see it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I think there's there's a lot of problems there, and so I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily be 100% bullish on them. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point in that crypto Especially is... over the long run. There you go, the yeah. long run. There you go. Because crypto is a, I think, a, a, a simply a, a mindset shift, a psychological shift, because you have to just simply understand what's going on and, and whatever, whereas metaverse is a fundamentally it's a behavioral and yeah. it's a behavioral shift you have to be physically doing the things in your chair wearing the headset moving your gloves whatever it's a it's ultimately a behavioral shift which i think is much harder to do but i think it's interesting because i think that the metaverse is very similar to a platform like facebook where there are incredibly um, incredibly effective social economies of scale where if you have the metaverse platform with the most people on it everyone else is going to be going into that one and that one will be the place to be because you just won't be able to interact with people probably I mean there's, there's, there's no there seems to be no incentive to not create a walled garden of a metaverse which in and of itself brings up some problems. exactly it brings some problematic systems um now you know there's already Decentraland, um, but I I don't necessarily see a decentralized metaverse working, um, or at least creating a critical mass of social capital. Because if a company is running it, they have very big incentives to just get everyone on board, and I think they're going to outcompete something like Decentraland. Probably, maybe not. Maybe people will. You know, maybe. Um, Maybe enough people will be conscious of kind of the risks of that and um, will not just go along with it. But I, I would expect whatever the biggest metaverse platform is in, you know, two to five years will kind of be the metaverse platform that you have to go on for everything. Yeah. It's almost like a, it's almost like a Google search. So we might yeah. see the same the same uh, arc that we've seen with search, where Google took over. But now everyone's understanding Google a little bit better. In fact, I we keep getting ads on YouTube for Google where they're like trying to create a really good image. Like, well, how does search work? How do you see certain yeah. ads? Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. I'm like, well, what what's going wrong with Google? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Google had its heyday where everyone was was using Google as their platform. But now I am seeing a lot of people uh, switch over to alternative search engines because they're unhappy with how Google is using their data and what they're serving up and how they're, how they're curating the search, uh, the search results. And so we may see something similar with metaverse companies. Maybe the first one does have a lot of staying power, but there might be some very good, um, some very potent contenders and some mm. juggernauts that come up, uh, come up through the ranks as the problems with one are more readily uh, seen by by the users um, and, and experienced. We may see some others come up, like we have with search. So, yeah. it's it's hard to say, but I do think 
the, I do think Meta, Meta Platforms Inc., if the, this whole thing is to come to existence, I, I really do believe they have their best position for it, um, unfortunately, which is like not, not really where I want to, not really what I want to say, but I think that's the reality is they've clearly done a great job creating Facebook to be, uh, I mean, we'll just say it, highly addictive for interaction. And so if there's going to be a sticky metaverse platform, it's probably going to come from, from meta platforms, <laughs> formerly known as Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, I think there you have it. In the long run, in terms of portfolio, at least, it does sound like, yeah, ticker FB, classic meta platforms, um, hardware. I like the idea of hardware companies for virtual reality, for uh, ancillary, haptic technology, et cetera. Um, and then, then another, oh, go ahead. Okay, uh, I was just going to say, and then, you know, I would probably be keeping a weather eye on you know, what are the companies providing additional services in right. within? I mean, who knows? Maybe consulting firms like Accenture or, you know, Boston Consulting. Maybe they're going to jump in and have a immediately have a virtual office in the meta world. And they're going to, you know, th there could be companies that are very forward-minded, perhaps, and um, jumping into try and create kind of monopolies in the metaverse, which would be very interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to watch. Another one, that, one another um, kind of long term play. I think you could make if you if you're really <laughs> like me, having ethical issues with the whole Meta Platforms idea, the Metaverse idea. Another one, unfortunately, you would still be supporting it, but it's tangential. Is is a sort of an energy company play or a systems play? Because again, you're gonna need more than just uh, the hardware behind. You know, VR headsets, yeah. right? You're going to need energy to run this whole project, uh, 24/7, 365, right? Um, and so, that that's another another option. Um, I, I guess I, I wonder what Facebook is going to use as far as uh, a computing platform. So yeah, I don't know if that's IBM or or AWS or Microsoft. I, I don't know if they partner with them because that's a good point. They don't really. I mean, they. they I think they build servers. their own server farms, but to, to scale something like the they, metaverse would, would need probably <laughs> require a partnership with an AWS. Or I, an yeah, or so an that would be something to watch. Um, that that would definitely be something to watch. And then if if we're talking a partnership with AWS or or IBM, I mean, or Microsoft, then we get into antitrust issues. Yeah. So I mean, possibly. Uh, so there's again a lot of roadblocks along the way, but I think. You want if you're having a trouble with if you're having trouble with you know buying and holding Facebook uh, from an ethical standpoint, there are ten gentle ways to get exposure to this uh, this trend without necessarily buying the the metaverse platform itself. So there's there's always multiple ways to skin a cat. At least exactly. I, I, that's what I've been told. I've never done that. <laughs> not speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not something I want to do. And on that note, we, we hope you'll you'll join us next time. Uh, we will be addressing another topic over the long run, um, as we always do, trying to trying to break things down, make them uh, tangible and and uh, salient, but looking over the long run as always. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. 
news headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.